deep throat that straw tray. And get I have that, a reusable straw because that, I care about the turtles. Get that lip meat. Get that lip meat caught in that gap. <laughs> Done my hunt. Uh, uh, and then bled not- all over his penis. <laughs> <laughs> and said, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I think I need to go home. are you now 29 percent my god okay <laughs> it is okay. so you're just gonna have to deal with seeing this i'm gonna be wilson from home Improvement. <laughs> okay um okay and then whenever it gets charged enough we can take a pause and i'll go and pee. i will plug my headphones in yes okay i do have it connected to the fast charger so we've already made it to 18 percent. once i get to 50 we should be fucking golden we should be blind. Okay, so um, it has taken Trey 32 minutes <laughs> to um, figure out the combination to for me to be able to hear him because he speaks like this. Um, I speak and, at a normal human volume. No, he does not. Yes, and, well, if you have something important to say, people want to listen. You don't have to be loud. Bitch, listen. Mm. So... Mm. Um, he's currently, (laughs) um, so I'm currently staring at his eyeballs because he has his phone, (laughs) microphone in his throat. So, when are you getting that shaved off? Uh, well, I went and got a haircut today and I just couldn't do, like, I couldn't do that to her, you know, not all the way off. I'm having to go in increments. So I did go one guard size smaller. Um, I was doing a four. Now I'm on a three. Next time it will be a two. A two is what I already have on the side. So that's going to just be a buzz. Okay. You're going to be a buzzed bitch. You know, every uh, and woman, then, apparently every woman should shave her head once in her life. So, well, I mean, the Lord already shaved mine. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord waxed that top clean, baby. He did. Cause look at this one. Do you have like a do you have a um birthmark on the back of your head where it's like no. a white spot? Or is that just gray? Oh yeah, in my hair, yeah. Okay. How's your chemical burn? Um so I don't know if the audience knows this, but I have they chemically know. burned my fupa. Um, <laughs> you burned that poussoir. Yeah, my bussy. Your bussy. Would it be a would it be a fuba? A fat upper bussy area? The bussy's the butt, though, right? I don't know. I want to call it a butt. You want to call your butt a butt? A bunt. Oh, bunt. I thought you said you want to yeah. call it a butt, and I was like, that's fine. No, like cunt, but, but <clears throat> oh, make I it see. gay. A oh, bunt. okay. Malicious gay faggotry. Yeah. Um, but is it fashion? But it's, <laughs> <laughs> but make it fashion. Um, I no, I usually use Veet. And Veet sensitive works really well for hair removal needs, usually from like waist to mid thigh, just in case I have a gentleman collar. I don't have wait a, a minute, very wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that you remove your hair just from your waist to your mid thigh and you leave your calves hairy as fuck? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know it's still a man in the bed, Mari. Oh, with a man, Mari. You yeah. are telling me. Anyway, so let me finish the story. Um, oh, yes. So oh, they were out of Veet sensitive, and I texted Kaylee, and I was like, will you please get me some Veet? She said they don't have it, but they do have this Nair sensitive. And I was like, I'll try She's it. good enough. Yeah, so I get it. Um, I test it on my arm first, like they tell you to. I'm like, that cool, this is fine. I know. I'm like, this is fine. So then I'm like, I'll start out with like the cheeks and the fupa so that I don't like burn something necessary off. Like I don't want a well done hole, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, not a not a well done hole. This is a different kind. You're not. This isn't bleaching. This is like raw red, medium rare preview, asshole. This is a preview to my new podcast called Malicious Gay Faggotry, <laughs> uh, which will be coming to you soon at some point. I don't know. Uh, anyway. But so I put it on and I'm sitting there and it's like, you know, wait six minutes. And if the hair's not removing, then you can wait 10. After four minutes, I was like, something ain't right. <laughs> it's so, taking off all the skin, baby. So I jumped in the shower, rinsed everything. And I was like, as I was wiping with the washcloth, I was like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I have, I have harmed myself physically. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it turns out I do have a chemical burn on my FUPA, FUBA, <laughs> bunt, whatever we're going to call it. Um, and I did want to go and get some Silvadine cream, but apparently that's prescription only. So I'm just having to make do with Neosporin. Get get uh, hemorrhoid ointment. Well, it I was going to get some lidocaine gel. Yeah, it has lidocaine in it. Yeah, I might. But, you know, I just... There's also um ointment called foil, and um, it's for burns as well. It'll help. Yeah. I burn my I burn my hand. Well, you know they Starbucks. say to put mustard on it. Should I just mm-hmm. dump a tub of mustard on my It is a hot dog. <laughs> oh, anyway, so then um like I had also decided to just do my legs. Um because normally I don't do my legs, but I was like, I'm not I wanna have that clean shaved feeling, you know? You wanna shave below the knee? Most I did, girls, and sometimes I did. girls don't shave so, above the knee, but she, Trey doesn't shave below the knee. So I had um, put the nair there, and that made it to where I had to because it left me patchy. It left me so patchy. So then I spent three hours last night shaving my legs because I've never done it before. Cut myself twice. Cut Um, myself into pieces. Not bad though. Like um, one of them bled for like almost two hours, and that one was was it on your ankle? No, it was on my kneecap. Oh yeah, that'll do it too. I got ankle and kneecap. I could get behind my knees really well. I could get like all up in the grundle. I could get everything. <laughs> all the grundle. <laughs> Except that kneecap and that kneecap. I mean, when I say she sliced, like there was like a clot forming on my leg at one point. And I was like, okay, I may need to go to the hospital for this one. But I didn't. Um, oh, she's a woman. Yeah, but I want you to see how white my legs are. And nobody else can see this, but you need to, okay? Okay, let me see. <laughs> That's a gam. Look at that. That is, look at the color difference between your hand and your leg. Those are different. That is a milky white leg. That is, I mean, that's something that, that leg the, is the color of heavy cream. That, listen, she's no skim milk. She's, she's no skim milk, bitch. What? <laughs> she's no skim milk, bitch. Skim milk? She's no skim milk. Skim milk? Skim milk? Um, so I saw, um, so there's, uh, some powder, it's called magic shave powder, and this woman used it on her poussoir, mm-hmm. and she said it left her patchy, and you know those dogs that are, like, half bald, and they have the, like, scraggly hair, yeah. Chinese crested? Uh-huh. She said it left her pussy looking like one of those. There's like, a, um, there's like a Mexican breed that is naked, too, and I can't remember the name of it, it's really long, it starts with an X, I think. Yeah, but when she showed a picture of that dog and she said my pussy looked like this. Oh, I thought you were about to say she showed a picture of her. um, No, but she showed a picture of the dog and it was just patchy. And when I tell you I screamed, I hollered. (laughs) Anyway, so that was eight minutes of talking about Trey's chemical burn on his fupa. And that was twisted enough. But we're going to talk about the real reason we're here. And that is lucrative timeshare opportunities in your area. Yes. Do you have time? Do you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yeah, we are um, also proud members of the LDS Church. Also proud members. Um, I so have on my we're temple at, garments. Do what? <laughs> I have on my temple garments. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Can't let anybody see those temple garments. Um, so we are going to talk about Jean Benet Ramsey, and it's probably just going to be an hour and a half of me and Trey arguing about who done it, because Trey is a um, she has opinions. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, first off, do you think that she is dead, or do you think that she is? She Katie is Katy Perry. Perry. I mm, I what don't do think? think she's I don't think she's Katy Perry. I don't know why she would want to be Katy. Perry. <laughs> oh, Kidoki then. Um. 
Okay, so John Bonet was born August 6, 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia. She was a Georgia peach. And then in 91, they moved to Boulder for John, her dad's business. She was a beauty queen, and everybody loved her. And as someone in child pageants, I was once in a pageant with someone who was in a pageant with John Bonet. <laughs> so, I was in a pageant with someone who was in a pageant with someone whose cousin knew John Bonet. Did you do those weird things? <laughs> Hold on. Don't die. I'm going to try not to. Did I do those weird things? What? Like where you put Vaseline on your teeth. So that I they sh- never did that. I don't know what the, where the fuck that came from. I don't either, but my sister was in one pageant and my mother showed Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do anything but make your teeth slick. Like. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess if you're nervous, your teeth might get stuck on your lip. I mean, maybe. Like, it. they say it reminds you to smile, but it don't. I don't. I, lip once got stuck in my gap while I was um, performing. <laughs> performing. What was that? Annie? An act. An act? What act? The second Cabaret? Act. <laughs> the second act of Cabaret? <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I was in a pageant with someone who was in a pageant with John Bernet. John Bernet. So, I'm not trying to say I'm famous or anything, but. <laughs> who was it? Say their name. I can't say their name. You could. I could. I'll text you their name. I don't want to. I don't want to bring them into this tray. Okay. I don't want to bring them into this without their uh, consent. Consent is key. Consent is necessary. Okay, so Jean Monnet's half brother, not the one that is suspect, suspected, not Burke, said that Jean Monnet was a kid that kept the conversation going. Like she would ask how your day was. She was just a lovely little girl, um, and she was a personable kid. Her parents were John and Patsy Ramsey, and then her siblings were Burke. John Andrew, John Andrew was the one that said that she was a lively little kid. Elizabeth and Melinda. What are these and names? <clears throat> they're white people names. Very Rich much. John Benet, John Andrew. So John Benet is apparently a combination of Patsy's dad's name, John Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Couldn't she couldn't have named one of the boys John Bennett? She had to name the little girl John Benet. That's so strange. Yeah, it's a weird one. So, Elizabeth, also known as Beth, was born in 1969, and she died at 22 in 1992 from a car accident. So, this is, so Jean Benet's her second kid that died. Elizabeth is actually um, John's daughter from a previous marriage. Patsy had survived stage four ovarian cancer. So, at this point, their family had dealt with some bullshit. And, Burke was born in January of 87, so he was almost nine at the time. John Andrew was born in 76, so he was 20. And Melinda was born in 72, so she was 24. Melinda and John Andrew were half-siblings from a previous marriage, so they lived elsewhere, and they were traveling the day of the murder. So they were going to meet the family. I don't remember, I don't know where they were going to meet, but they were going to meet the family somewhere else the day after Christmas. And um, when they were in the airport, they were told they needed to call home. And so they changed their flights to Denver. And so the only kids at home were Jean Benet and Burke. The night of the 25th, um, the Ramseys attended their neighbor and friend. Now listen to this motherfucking white name. His name is Fleet White. Like a fleet of something. Fleet White. Fleet Enema. Fleet Enema. Yeah. I've never heard of a fleet enema. That's what, that's like a primary brand of enema, a fleet enema. Well, I've never had an enema tray. Well, I mean, you're not living. I'm not, you're not living unless you have had water shoved up your anus. Exactly. Sometimes I like to do it just to feel full, you know. Have you seen, there's an episode, (laughs) listen, there's an episode of My Strange Addiction, and this couple is addicted to coffee enemas. That sounds so dangerous. That sounds like diarrhea. It Well, I mean, it definitely showed a video of her sitting on the toilet afterwards and just letting coffee run out her asshole. I bet that is the cleanest colon this side of the Rio Grande. <laughs> yeah, and coffee's in it. Well. What if, what, what if they use pumpkin spice during the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> what if they accidentally use, like, peppermint coffee during well, Christmas and they had a, just a burning sensation do you think she asked her husband for a little cold foam 
Can I get a little cold foam cold brew? Can I get a little Can I get a little nutmeg nutmeg sprinkle? Um anyway, so old Fleet White said that the family acted normal at the party. And they came home uh, they came home after dark and Jean Bonnet had fallen asleep in the car. And so John took her upstairs and I'm assuming put her in her little jammies and put her to bed. And the family went to went to um went to bed and Patsy realized her daughter was missing when she found the ransom note on the kitchen stairs the next morning. It was two and a half motherfucking pages, which is ridiculously long for a ransom note. And um, I think one interview said that they found a um, like a rough draft or something that had been written on paper from Patsy's office. And my question is this. How did they know that she was going to come down that particular set of stairs that morning? My question is, was it single or double spaced? Because it was that, single spaced. Jesus. Okay, that's that's a lot of words. Yeah, that's, yeah. Single space, like, 11-point font times New Roman. Jesus Christ. It was handwritten times New Roman, which, as you know, is a special skill. <laughs> they were writing a thesis. So, yeah. Could you imagine having to write in, like, Calibri or something like that? Or, like, Century Gothic? I've, I don't, I've actually never heard that there was, like, a, um, a, a practice, a practice note, you know? Yes. Yeah, I believe there was a practice note. They found two copies. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You didn't practice that at home before you came to kill this kid? Yeah. Well, they probably did. They probably what? They probably did practice at home. That's why Uh I was on. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the ransom note. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to, if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. Who the fuck is going to rest when their daughter's <laughs> mid- Like, that is just... Anyway. Please have a nice bath. Please have a nap and a little bubble bath with some, with some <laughs> lavender essential oils. This is going to be grueling. This is going <laughs> to be an ordeal. Um, if we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You, you will also, I'm not laughing at execution. I'm laughing at Trey's reaction, just so everyone knows. That's not true. She was reacting to execution. Yeah. Um, you will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. I thought they were going to say do not particularly like her. (laughs) The two gentlemen uh, keeping your kid think she's a little bitch, so... No, that's terrible. Really awful, so you may want to hurry up. (laughs) Could y'all hurry? She's asking for snacks. So, speaking to anyone about your situation such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. 
victory, SBTC. So some of the things that they think that could stand for is Saved by the Cross or Southern Baptist Texas Convention. Yes, weird. So it was a 15, I think it was a 15 room home. The home was not small. And the fact that they found like the note and everything like that, you, (laughs) the angle in which you were holding the phone just then, because I could see your mouth, that is every white man, middle-aged white man's Facebook profile picture. I mean, that's, um, the fact that they found the note means that somebody had to know exactly where to put it. So somebody to be familiar with their home's layout. That's what I, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, there has to be a familiarity with things because they seemed to know where they were going because they were able to get paper from Patsy's office. Yeah. Cause the mailbox would make the most sense. Yes. At 5.52 a.m., Patsy called the cops, and then she called friends and neighbors, and, you know, she just called everybody. She started the prayer chain. She start, She activated that prayer chain. She <laughs> said, she said, we got to go. Um, John told the cops that the 18th, and this is, this is, okay, so this is interesting to me, because this is, John is the one that told the cops that that 118000 was almost identical to his Christmas bonus that year. Why would he rat on himself yeah. if they're the ones that did it? Well, he could be trying to say, um, well, you know, it must be somebody that I work with because they'll know what the Christmas bonus is. True. But if, you know, that's not the case, why would he... If I mean, if he did it and he just happened to, to throw 118 in, I don't know. That's true. Well, I mean, um, kidnappers told him not to grow a brain. So, I mean, it's not like anybody's thinking that he's overtly intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the 118 led authorities to suspect possible employees are those connected to Access Graphics, which is where he worked. And then authorities also suggested Psalm 118, which I'm not sure what the fuck Psalm 118 has to do with this. Let me Google that. Oh, my God, I'm not prepared. One of us is prepared and the other one is Trey. (laughs) I quote that all the time. If anybody um, did not hear the previous episode that Trey was on, one time he says one of us or at one point he says one of us is prepared and the other one is Taylor. And I quote it all the time. He's the Oprah and I'm the Gale, but one of us is prepared and the other is Taylor. Yes. Who's the Gale now, bitch? <laughs> What's okay. Oprah's husband's name? Uh, oh, they're not married and his name is Stedman. Okay, well, who's the Stedman now? Who's the Kaylee? Um, <laughs> she was mad oh, that you didn't include her in this. She's what? She's angry that you didn't include her in this. Is she really? Not particularly angry, but she did say, what, am I not good enough? Uh, no. Um, just L- LMFAOJK. Uh, she can she can partake in the next one. Um, I barely got yo ass. I didn't figure I could get two of y'all. Um, once I get fully vaccinated, I will come visit and we can all pull record. Um, so Psalm 118, I am not reading all of this. 29 verses the first one is absolutely not the first one is give i don't even i don't i don't read the bible give thanks to the lord for he is good his love endures forever um when hard pressed i cried to the lord he brought me into a spacious place the lord is with me i will not be afraid what can mere mortals do to me the lord is with me he is my helper i look in triumph on my enemies oh Interesting. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. Interesting. I guess it's the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Anyway, um, so the cops bungled the fuck out of this. Yeah, I've seen like a bunch of documentaries on it and it sounds like they just basically brought a bus of visitors in and were just like, hey, if you want to come walk along this crime scene, please do. Yeah, spit, um, bleed, do just about anything you can do to this crime scene. If you'd like to pee in this rich person's carpet, now is the time. 
Now, yeah, like it's it was like they rolled in a bus of senior citizens from the local church and what seniors? Senior citizens. <laughs> um do 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 so they gave a quick little look see for signs of an intruder, but they didn't find any. And John specifically said that they had set the alarm the previous night when they brought um when they put the I almost said the baby to bed. When they put John Bonet to bed, he said they set the alarm and then they went to bed. So, whomstever killed her, if if they set the alarm, whoever killed her is already in the house. So. That's terrifying. Right? I wonder if they set the alarm when they left, and I wonder if there's a way to double check that they did set the alarm. Or somebody who knew the alarm password. Yeah. Like, um... I wonder if anybody that he worked with also knew their alarm password. So they had a lot of staff. Like they had maids, they had cooks, they had a lot of people. But I'm talking about somebody who would have also known what his bonus was. Yeah. Uh, An accountant, maybe? Like, did he have a friend who like house sat for him at one point or something? Which, why would he be a house sitter? He has 15 rooms. He will. He probably just ask his housekeeper to stay the night. Probably. Um, Rick French was, um, I think he was an investigator. Um, he was down in the basement looking for a possible exit route, and he found a door that was closed with a wooden peg. He said he paused in front of the door, but assumed that since it was a kidnapping and they were looking for an exit and it was closed from the opposite side, that the suspect would have been it was closed from the opposite side that the suspect would have been on. It wasn't important. So since it was closed on the in, it was, yeah, it was locked on the inside of the house. So the intruder could not have gone through that door and locked it on the other side. It's sort of like a, a chain, like a chain on your door. If I'm leaving your house and I close your door, I can't lock the chain back. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, they have that thing where you use a rubber band and tape. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so this was a wooden peg and it was closed from the inside. So he's thinking since this person is outside, they could not have closed or they could not have locked it from the inside. Um, So since they assumed kidnapping, John Bonet's room was the only one sectioned off as a crime scene, which is fucking stupid. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fucking entire rest of the house was just free reign for people. And as we already established, people were coming and going. The kitchen was fangered and cleaned and just destroyed evidence so yeah like at one point they said that patsy or that one of the friends came in and just started cleaning the kitchen what cleaned the kitchen like came in and started cleaning the kitchen because it's a crime scene gone to your friend's house and just began cleaning i have not Neither have I, because that's weird. That's Well, not only that, but you're in the middle of a motherfucking crime scene. Why are you going to whip out the Clorox, Betsy? I mean, just like, um, just on a normal level, like interpersonal level. That is weird. But, I mean, do you think it's like nervous energy or something like that? But at the same it, time, it, I'm like... Be thinking like, oh, Patsy's not going to be able to get to this because she's got too much going on. I'm just going to do this for her. But like, what... I have no idea. Let me do your laundry. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm Southern, human. I Southerners. Brand- I, <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. Um. I lost my, my train of thought. Derailed. <laughs> oh. Um. So John made plans to pay the ransom. So apparently he was going to pay the ransom. And at 8 a.m., Linda Arndt, I think she was an investigator, she came She came over to await the kidnappers' instructions, but they never came. And another thing I heard in an interview was that someone said at 10 a.m., the Ramses weren't panicking. Because she said, it, because the instructions were between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., we'll call you. And, you know, she was like, if my kid was kidnapped... And they said, we'll call you between 8 and 10. I will be, I would be counting down the seconds until 10 o'clock. But she said 10 came and went, and they made no, like, they didn't even notice. 
So that's that's some fuckery afoot, if you ask me. I mean, I just think it's it's all starting to kind of compile, you know? Like, um, oh, they knew exactly how much I get for my Christmas bonus. Oh, there was no entrance into the house, and we definitely set the alarm. Oh, it's 10 o'clock, but we don't really care. Yeah. Um, so John uh, made plans to pay the ransom, and 10 o'clock came and went, and at 1 p.m., detectives told John and Fleet White to check the home again and see if anything was amiss. And they told them, they said, search from top to bottom. But John and Fleet started bottom to top. They were back to front wipers. And you know, that's not how you do it. That's going to lead to a UTI. That's going to lead to a UTI or a bacterial infection, sis. You got to start from the front. Um, So they started in the basement. And um, John opened that latch door that the investigator had previously said, probably not anything. And he found Jean Benet's body in one of those rooms. Um, her mouth is covered in duct tape. And apparently there were fibers from Patsy's red plaid blazer that she'd worn that night on the underside of the tape. See, it just gets fishier and fishier. I mean, it is fishier than Angina. Serving tilapia, <laughs> Gia Gunn. I was going to say, that's Gia Gunn who said I that. I know. Stun. She, it's a fishy. It's a fishy. Absolutely. Fishy Absolutely. <laughs> um, so there was a nylon cord around her neck and her wrists and her arms were over her head. Um, and the cord on her neck was similar to a garret, although it was kind of different. Like it was the What's same. A garret? So back to the Google. Is that um, the thing that holds your curtains together? No, it is not. Uh, what's that called? A curtain rod? No, the, the tie that you oh, have for your curtains. Like a curtain tie? I don't know. Okay, so the the way that um I've seen a garret is that it's um all right. Can you see this? So basically yes. okay, so basically it is and I'll post a picture of this on our Facebook page. So basically the rope is around the neck and then there's something right here and it twists. But usually all the pictures I've seen, they've been sitting in a chair. Um, So so it's like a screw that tightens the rope. Yes. But the way hers was, is it was, so basically there was a loop around her neck Mm -hmm. and this was like a slip knot and it Mm -hmm. was to the paintbrush so that when they pulled it tight like a slip knot. So when they pulled it tightened, um, they didn't twist. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. Um, and yeah, so that's why it was it was kind of a garret, but a little bit different. Um and then <laughs> the knot that formed the loop was that like I said, it wasn't a fixed knot, so the 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 um it was it could move along letting it be tightened or loosened. And the other end was tied around a broken paintbrush that had been taken from Patsy's art supplies that were nearby. The bristles were in the art supplies, and there was also a bottom portion that had been broken off but was never found. So the um, the paintbrush had been broken into three pieces. The bristles, what was used in the, um, that was used to strangle her, and then the bottom portion. And some people said that's not terribly fishy because if, like, had, if the bottom had broken off, she would probably have just thrown it away and kept using the brush. Mm-hmm. Um so her torso was covered in a white blanket and John picked her up and carried her upstairs, which obviously further contaminated the crime scene. And he laid her down um, at the bottom of the Christmas tree and they both kind of like just heaved themselves over onto her. And I think they covered her up with another blanket. So like basically they were like, let's just put all the DNA in the house that we have on this child. Yeah. Um, so each Ramsey did provide handwriting, blood, and hair samples. And according to the autopsy, she died from asphyxia and a cranial wound. And she hadn't been raped in the penis and vagina way, but there was evidence, or there was, um, there wasn't really evidence that um, there was no semen. There was, but there was evidence that her vagina had been entered and injured, and they had wiped it with a cloth. There was pineapple in her stomach that had been eaten a few hours before her death and photos that had been taken of the home that day of the murder um 
photos show a bowl of pineapple on the kitchen table with a spoon in it that Burke had been eating. Burke slept through the night until he was awakened a few hours after the cops got there. But Patsy said that she screamed for John when she went to John Bonet's bedroom. So either Burke is a hard sleeper or their rooms are on opposite ends of the house. I, I would have put my kids like right next door to each other. Yeah, and probably as close to you as you could. Right. So she said that she screamed for John. So apparently Burke slept through that. In 2003, forensic investigators were able to extract enough blood found on her underwear to get to put together a DNA profile. And it was not it was a male that was not a Ramsey. They ran it through a database and it had no matches. Um, in 2016, more sensitive technology was able to determine that it was actually the DNA from two individu- two individuals other than John Bonet. That's not a Ramsey. But I think um, some things I read said that it's only like part of a part of a DNA sample, so it's not really quite. It's not as concrete, and it's not as much as they really well and truly need, but they can get Mm -hmm. some information from it. Um, So there's the prevalent theory that Burke did it. Um, And here's the thing about that. Um, So my godson is nine, and that's how old Burke was at the time. And Josiah is in Scouts. And mm-hmm. I think Burke had been given a scout manual, which is why people say he would have been able to tie the knot. And my godson is ridiculously smart, but I don't know that he has the imagination capability to create that loop, that slip knot, and know to pull and strangle. And as well as um, holding a child down at the same time. Right. Um, and Burke was a skinny ass little motherfucker. Um, like he was one of those kids that (laughs) he was one of those kids that can't sit right in a chair. Like he sits with his knees up, you know, you know, the skinny squirrely little fuckers. Um, so they can sit like cross-legged in the desk at school. Yes. Yes. Um, so I sent my friend Jared, who some of y'all remember from episode two, no three, um, so Jared is a scoutmaster. So I sent him a picture of the knots that were on the Garrett and I asked him like, is this a scout knot? And he said, it doesn't look like anything in particular. Um, some people have said that the knot around the paintbrush side is called a Prusik knot. And I Googled that and I asked Jared and he said, it doesn't quite look close enough to a Prusik knot. I think the difference is, is the Prusik knot is supposed to be a movable knot. Mm-hmm. And this one wasn't for whatever reason. Um, Jared said that Josiah still has trouble with basic knots. So I'm not convinced that Burke tied the Garrett. Um, I'm a, I'm 99.9% sure that that Burke had nothing to do with the Garrett. Just because I think... But it said the there was a head wound too. Th- yes. Um, so they, she has a, she had a head wound and I believe there was a flashlight in the kitchen and the, um, the circumference of the head wound matched the base of the flashlight. So one of the, um, one of the theories is that she came down, that Burke woke up, came downstairs, was eating pineapple. She came down and was torturing him like a little sister does. He hit her over the head with a flashlight, and I don't know if it knocked her out or killed her or or what, and then the parents covered it up. That's one of the theories. Yeah, that's that's my theory. That's your theory? Well, actually, my theory is because, you know, they said that there was trauma. I think that he was, like, a weird kid because have you seen him? He looks... Yes. He looks weird. And yes. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but he just gives a bad vibe. Um, he is he is weird. And also, I think he used to pretty he was pretty notorious for like spreading shit on his wall on John Bonet's walls. So. So I think that probably like she came down, he was eating the pineapple. She got some of the pineapple, too. Then something weird happened and she was like probably screamed or something. Or said that she was going to tell, and then he hit her. Mm-hmm. 
and you think that's why the parents came down and were like yeah and i think that's why it showed the signs of the sexual trauma but no semen because he was only nine yeah that's a good point yeah so and then i think the parents came down and patsy was like well i don't want to lose both kids so you know i'm not gonna report this as this but we've got to figure out some way to cover it up so then the parents helped kill john bonnet Mm. so you think she wasn't dead and then they killed her to cover it up i think she was probably like on her way and they didn't think like they knew that burke would wind up going to jail for a very long time and that john benet still might not make it so then they would lose both children hmm. that's I, yeah i think it's just hard to imagine a parent killing a kid even though i know people are completely capable of it yeah i mean chris watts yeah oh yeah um so another theory that I saw, and I saw this one on Reddit today, so take that with with as much, you know. Some of those Reddit people are really serious, though. Like they do they some are. serious research. Okay, so here's this one. So another theory is that a Ramsey didn't do it, but Patsy still wrote the note. Because I think um, they had analyzed the DNA, or not the DNA, they analyzed the handwriting, and it's pretty consistently agreed to be patsy's handwriting but Um, you know handwriting um forensic study of handwriting has been proven to be just bullcrap oh yeah um so the theory is that perhaps john bonnet was discovered by patsy and she just assumed burke did it and she wrote the note to cover it up and when she realized it wasn't him they had to double down so that still places Patsy, you know, um, writing the note, but it means Burke is innocent. Have you seen his interview with Dr. Phil? Yes. Okay, so apparently a body language expert analyzed his interview and said that she sees the signs of an innocent man. Yeah, but how do you feel about a body language expert, too? I, I mean, know. that sounds really pseudoscience to me. I think, I think there's... I mean, obviously there are body language cues to certain things, you know, like if somebody's shifty, they're probably lying, you know, like the same things that cops do when they pull you over. Like if they ask you a question and you're like given a lot of other information, then of course it's going to seem like you're hiding something, Yeah. you know, but I don't think that you can look at somebody and be like, this is an innocent man just because, you know, his eyebrows never go up. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. She and said also, that, like, if he has no empathy, he's not going to feel bad about it. True. She said that um, when people are lying, they may, they most often look up and to the right because they're trying to construct a lie. But when they're trying to remember details, they look to the left. And he looked to the left the whole time. Or when he was trying to think, he looked to the left. I, look, I'm not saying this is where we're going to hang our hat. I'm just telling you the theories out there, Trey. I'm just, well, that just seems ridiculous. Does Who it? is this woman? What's her name? I don't, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I don't know. Um, so uh, to, about two weeks after it happened, he did an interview and he did not seem to give a single solitary fuck. Like the um, the person that was interviewing him was like, well, what do you think happened? He And he said, well, I know what happened. And he kind of gave a little <laughs> a little laugh. And he said that he was like, I think somebody took out a knife and killed her. But I don't think she was stabbed. Yeah, well, I mean, he was also nine. So you, True. just to play devil's advocate, you know, he could have just heard that his sister was killed. And then in his head, he thought, oh, well, somebody stabbed her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He just seemed kind of detached from it. Yeah, I mean, I, is- I, I, like you've heard my theory. I think he did it. Yeah. I don't think he's innocent. I'm just saying, like, to play devil's advocate. Right. Um, so apparently the person who was interviewing him asked him to draw his family and he did, but he never drew Jean Bonnet. I just, some of this stuff just seems like they're really reaching. Um, I don't know if, if you were asked to draw your family and, or if, if you're two weeks after your sister's murdered and they're like, draw your family, like, I would at least be like, should I draw, do you want me to draw Jean Bonnet? Like she's my fan? I don't yeah, know. That I makes just, sense. But he left her out completely. Yeah, like I said, I think he's a little sociopath anyway. I I fully think he did it. And literally everyone that I know also thinks that he did it, and then the parents helped cover it up. Like, this is not just a theory that I came to on my own. Like, this is a lot of people feel this way. But, I mean, 
know, there is also the possibility that he really didn't do it and he's just weird. Um, I almost am of the camp that he didn't do it and he's just weird because I feel like at some point a nine-year-old is going to crack. Yeah. Even if they're a sociopath, I feel like a nine-year-old... Is just not some... smart enough to put that much no. stuff together. Yeah. They're not smart enough to put... But they're not, like... I feel like... I don't know. I just feel like a nine-year-old would wind up... There would be holes in their lives. They're Unless not. his parents were coaching him. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like at some point... not Like, kids... Kids would slip up. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's... It's been a long time. He probably would have slipped up at some point. Yeah. Cause like I still he think was, he did it, though. I, do. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so, okay. So, here are the facts. Here are the, the stone-cold facts that cannot be argued. So, don't fucking try. The DNA did not match a Ramsey, but we know it's only partial DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, the head wound was consistent with a flashlight found on the kitchen island, which was, um, I, think it, I think it was in the photo of Burke with the pineapple, but... I saw another theory on Reddit that said that they had a floor safe. So I don't know if it was a dial floor safe and she may have hit her head on that. I don't know. We'll leave that one out. Possibly consistent with the flashlight. Um, she had pineapple in her stomach, which Bur- which Burke had been eating. The ransom was mysteriously the same amount as her dad's bonus. They weren't home the evening of the murder. And there were 38 registered sex offenders living within two miles of the family. That is way too many. That is far too many. For so, a 15-bedroom house? Who was their realtor? Okay, and listen, who was their realtor? So I got real curious, and I googled how many sex offenders were in two miles of me. Take a guess. Seven. Six. There are only mm-hmm. six sex offenders, which is six too many, but there are six sex offenders. Did they live in um, a big city, though? No, they lived in Boulder, and well, Boulder is a fairly large city. So everybody, but within a two-mile radius? Yeah, I mean, you got to think. Um, I just, when I was in Colorado, I was really close to Boulder. And it's like, I'm talking like eight, nine, 12 houses on a street. So, and it ain't a long street. Okay, so here, so people were talking about Boulder and they were like, yeah, it was just like a small little, small little oasis, a small little quiet town with nothing going on. I mean, in comparison to, like, Denver, yeah. Possibly, but yeah. in comparison to Jasper, Alabama. That is just a lot of fucking sex offenders. Also, I found out that a girl I graduated high school with, her husband is a sex offender, is on the registry for raping a 16-year-old, and she married him after he was convicted of raping a 16-year-old and served five years in prison. And she had a kid with this motherfucker. Gross. So the population of Boulder, Colorado is 107,000 and something. Okay, I'm going to see how what the population of Jasper is. That's what I was doing now. 13,500. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, you know, Boulder is probably closer to Birmingham than anything. So there's all, yeah. I mean, I guess that's, yeah. But still, 38 and you've got a little. Yeah, because Birmingham is 209,000. Almost 210,000. So, I mean, in Birmingham, in a two-mile radius, there's probably going to be, like, more than there were in Boulder. There's probably going to be, like, 30. Yeah. Because you got to think, they can only live in certain areas, too. So, if it's an area where they can live, there's going to be a lot of them there. Yeah. Because that's where they're going to have to go. Because they can't live close to a school. They can't live close to a park. Do you think one of... Um, do you think one of John Ramsey's co-workers was like maybe obsessed with Jean Bonnet and he snuck in the night before because some of their windows were unlocked? He could, but I mean, you know, there's also that one theory that it was the drifter. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that one makes sense, too, because he's not a Ramsey, so it would make sense with the DNA sample. Um, but it was two different DNA samples. Yeah, like maybe he had a friend. Yeah. That's the thing, it's though. Just it's just so strange. It Yeah. So if, so one of the windows was open. So if somebody watched them go to the party and then snuck in to a window, 
and waited. And while they were at the party, they fiddled around, looked around. So they had a party that night? They they went to Fleet White's party. They went to their neighbor friend's party. They were gone. Okay. But they were, yeah, they were at a party the night of the murder. So they were so gone. So who from was the house. there with John Bonet? She was at the party. Okay. Yeah, she, they, everybody went to the party. The house was empty of the family. I don't know if well, they had. Well, within 15 rooms, they had to have staff, too. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they had sent the staff home for Christmas. I don't know if they were. Well, there's no way they would send all the staff home for Christmas. I mean, because you got to think, you think Patsy's going to clean up all the Christmas present wrapping? I mean. No, not if no. she's used to having a maid. That's fair. So, I mean, they would at least have a maid there, I'm sure, or something. But and I'm sure she's probably she going to keep be, a nanny, too. But do you think she would have been in, like, the west wing of the house and not? I don't, but, like, she could have let somebody else in. Mm. And that would explain why the door was locked. Because she could have let them in through that door, and that's where they were hiding, was down in the basement. So you think. And the like maid they came up, him. and maybe they were eating the pineapple, and John Bonet was like, Who the hello kitty is this up in my house? And they were like, Here, eat some pineapple. I think Burke was eating the pineapple. Burke did eat the pineapple. That is confirmed that Burke partook in the pineapple. But it would make sense, like, if one of their staff let somebody in, like, even say it was the drifter, you know, like, uh, say it's their maid and their maid has fallen in love with this drifter because she just thinks he's so hot. Now, if you've seen a picture of him, you know that that's untrue. But, I mean. Oh, wait, there is actually a picture of a drifter or is that just. Oh, yeah. His name was uh, Gary Oliva. Okay, hang on. And he was like, he was a registered sex offender. Anyway, but, like, had she let him in and, like, he was hanging out in the basement, then maybe he went upstairs and he was like, you know, oh, I know there's... no, he is not cute. Well, I mean, I said that, but... I know. It's the handlebar mustache for me. But, like, he was waiting in the basement and then he went upstairs because he was like, well, I'm going to rob him or I know that there's a kid that lives here. And then she, like, had come downstairs for something. Who knows what children do? And she was like, um, she saw him. And so then he, like, bashed her about the head with the flashlight. So apparently he confessed to killing her. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there he probably has mental illness, too. Well, obviously, oh he has mental illness. Who was the other one? Who was the other one that confessed to killing Jean Benet? I surely don't remember. Hang on. Because, like, I remember when it came oh, out. Oh, uh, the teacher. Yes. John Carr. John Carr. John Michael Carr. Yeah, I remember when that was a big deal. Yeah, well, I mean, he also waited until 2006 to do it, too. And if the, even if they only had this partial DNA match, why are they not running it against all these other people now? Oh, John Mark Carr. I don't, I don't know. Wouldn't that make sense? Like, even if you get a partial match, that's evidence. I guess. I don't know why they don't run it against Gary Olivo. Yeah, I think they should run it against, like, everybody. Just, like, like do Everybody another... that was a suspect, you know? Like, they, or, and run it against the people who are in, um, like... 23 and me and all of that like they did when they caught the golden state killer apparently so these are all tabloids so apparently gary oliva was obsessed with jean benet yeah well so was the teacher right 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 yeah like he wrote diary entries that were like creepy talking about how much he loved her that's creepy yeah and, but here's here's another thing would someone who well I guess it was would depend on what kind of child pornography they had, but like, you know, there there was no penet well, there was no penis penetration. Um, it was just signs of signs of entry, but no semen. So, I don't know. I mean, you got to think she was little too. Yeah, like she but was that, a child. Yeah, but that doesn't. Stop people. Well, no, but, you know. I mean, infants, people have... Well, I mean, yeah, people have raped infants. So, I mean, it's... This got dark and twisted. Um, 
I don't know. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if if you know, like I said, Gary Oliva did it, but I don't know. I'm I'm just not convinced it was Burke. I'm not saying it wasn't Burke. I'm just saying. Who do you think it was? I, Can I also I, just say that my theory of a housekeeper letting somebody in also still stands because a housekeeper was a suspect. Everybody was a suspect. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that that is a good theory that yeah, I oh, yeah, literally absolutely. just came up with. Do you want me to pat you on the motherfucking back? I mean, I would like for you to, and I would also like a cookie. I think that has more to do with obesity, but... <laughs> But you've lost 50 pounds. I've lost 60 pounds. Oh, she's lost 60 pounds. Yeah, if you're going to come for me, you better come correct. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, I think that the the only things that I know for certain that I believe are that uh, Burke did not tie the garret. There's no way he could have. Um, And... That windows were open, and I think, and they were not home the night before, so I think it's very possible that one of those sex offenders was, was waiting in was the waiting. basement. Yeah, was waiting in the basement, and I think, I but here, how would they have? Here's the thing: how would they have gotten out if they set the alarm? Uh, I mean, didn't you say the windows were still open? Yeah, but not like they were unlocked, not like open, open. So did they wait till they turned the alarm off? Like maybe they were still in the house when Patsy mm-hmm. found out that she was missing and then waited until they called the police and everything. Because if there was somebody, if there was an intruder in the house and they set the alarm, then they would have. They, yeah, they would have been stuck. Yeah. yeah, they would have been stuck because there was no alarm triggered. And the snow was too patchy to have to hang your hat on footprints. There wasn't, it I wasn't mean, a that full That brings blanket. Burke back into it too, though, because yes. like, even though he was nine, he still would have known the alarm code. Yeah, that's true. So I think we, we all agree that it was somebody who's in the house that night. Was it oh, Burke? Yeah, absolutely. Was it Burke? Wasn't it intruder? Did a maid turn, did, did And we go back to, did somebody know the alarm code? But how did they know how much his bonus was? Yeah, that's the weird thing. That's, yeah. And, and. Which is, that's what makes me think that it's just being covered up, you know? Because I think that's like, that's too much of a coincidence for somebody to just guess that. That seems like, that's really what makes me think that either John or Patsy one were involved in some way. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it may, it may not be that Burke was the one who did it. It may be that, you know, Patsy thought that Burke did it and she was like, well, let's cover this up just in case, you know? Yeah. Do you think one of his employees could have been a sex offender and obsessed with Jean Benet? Could have. I mean, you know, maybe John was, a weirdo and let somebody in. Yeah. I'm also wondering if he like, but then it was, it was 97. So online banking wasn't a thing. I was like, did he leave his, did he leave his information logged into a computer? Did he leave his Wells Fargo logged in? And they went through his bank transactions and they saw the deposit, you know, I mean, did he accidentally not shred his last bank statement and they found his account number? I mean, it's they a possibility. Were in, they were in Patsy's Everything office. Everything is Do a you, possibility, though. Everything is a possibility. That I wonder if, like, if they went through Patsy's office, did she have some sort of, you know, ledger or something of, you know, plus one hundred eighteen thousand? Why would they write a practice? I I don't I don't. Ransom note. I mean, you're coming to a you're you're coming unprepared. You are coming to a kidnapping unprepared. I mean, it doesn't seem like it was meant to be a kidnapping. Okay, I'm Googling John Bonet practice ransom ransom note. Mm -hmm. Can we just both agree that we don't think that it was um, like a terrorist organization that kidnapped their daughter? Okay. Um, Investigators have found a second practice ransom note involved in the slaying of six-year-old John Bonet Ramsey inside the family's home. The letter was kind of in shaky handwriting, and it looks like it was a felt-tilt kind of pen. 
it looks like the person just tried to write a note and stopped for some reason. But both letters came from the same notepad. Did they ever find that pad? They said, oh, that, that yeah, it came from her office. So it was in her office. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious one, what our one listener's opinion is. Hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm curious. Let me call my mother and see what she thinks. Let me call my mother and see what she thinks. You know, to be fair, to I, like, I don't know. As, as a former beauty queen on the scene when she was murdered, I kind of wonder. I need to text my friend Nikki. And see. Oh, you said her name. No, that she's not the one that was in oh. pageants with John's name. Um, she will know who I'm talking about. But like, I'm wondering if like any of our parents, like even though it was in Boulder, because like we traveled and shit like that. I wonder if any of us, any of our parents, were like, uh oh, like some little beauty queen. This, mm. but hmm. I don't know. So who do you think did it though? I'm leaning towards an intruder that is a one of the 38. Um, sex offenders. I don't know. I just, something about the brother gives me bad vibes. I'm not saying he's not a creep. Cause like, even when I just like, I said, when I was, um, you know, looking this stuff up and everything for us to have this little chat, I looked at Kaylee and I was like, who killed John Bonet? And she said, oh, her, her brother. I mean, without hesitation, said her brother. Just because she wants to murder you doesn't mean every sibling wants to murder. I mean, I don't know why anybody would want to murder me. I'm, a gray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was possibly an intruder that was a sex offender. Well, how do you think they got in? And got I think out? they, I think they, in the, in the cover of night, I think they tried windows and they, but they figured out their alarm on. That's true. Trey, stop hitting me with facts. But do you honestly think that Burke would not have cracked? I mean, in in as a nine year old, I mean, what if one of the sex offenders was like um, already abusing Burke and then was like, let me into your house? And then oh. he did. Or what if he like tried to bribe him with something like I'll give you a new train set if you let me in? Yeah. But then why wouldn't Burke say, oh, I know how it happened when you well, know, because then he would feel like it was his fault. I mean, maybe it was his fault. Or maybe it was a housekeeper. Maybe it's it was the butler in the library in the, with the candlestick. The library with a candlestick. Maybe it was Mr. Burns in the who's plutonium Mr. factory with a plutonium who's Mr. Lob Burns? From the Simpsons? I've never seen the Simpsons. Okay, well there used to be a clue game from the Simpsons where like it would be, you know, Mr. Burns in the bedroom with a titanium rod or oh, whatever, uranium rod or whatever. <laughs> or Smithers. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you have a theory on whomst killed Jean Benet Ramsey, I want to know. I'm curious. We all want to know, but we also need you to defend that theory. Yes. Don't just say Burke did it and not come at me with some facts. Yeah, because, I mean, we've given y'all a lot of things to go with. Yeah, we're fact-based here. I mean, I got shit from Reddit, from Wikipedia. Don't (laughs) don't think we're not real. This is real investigative journalism. (laughs) This is real. This is real. I'm real. (laughs) (laughs) We're in this to win this. What if we solved the case of John Bonet Ramsey? We did not solve the case of John Bonet Ramsey. But what if we do? What if somebody saw the case of Joan Benet Ramsey? Moan Benet Ramsey. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I will probably bully Trey into being in another episode because uh, he is so goddamn delightful. And as always, you can find us on the Twatters at i believe it's if it's twisted podcast i don't even know my own twitter handle let me double check i have to check it every single time you'd motherfucking think by now you'd have it on a sticky note (laughs) it's uh at if it's twisted on the twatters and i have a facebook page which is if it's twisted podcast on the facebook's and then I have an email address, and the email address is if it's twisted podcast at gmail.com. So if you have a story you want us to tell, uh, bonus points if it's local. 
or anything super interesting, send it my way um, and let me hear. I'm going to post and post something on our Facebook page when this episode goes live. And if you have a theory, you can drop your phone number and let them text you too. I would rather die <laughs> and have them text me. Some people. <laughs> Um, if I do you, not want my fan base having direct contact with me. With I don't friend. want. Well, my mother already has my phone number, so I, I mean, <laughs> our one fine. fan has my phone number. Look, yeah. So, um, if you have my number, you're free to text me, but I'm not putting it out there. Um, so as always, stay weird, y'all. Boop a boo. <laughs>